the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 58 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nowatsky, the adults. I'm Anna, and I'm 10. I'm Liam, and I'm 7. Oh, and next time, and next podcast, I'll be saying I'm Liam, and I'm 8. Awesome. Okay, let's say happy birthday! Maybe next podcast we will. <laughs> no, this one. <laughs> All right, really quick. Happy, happy birthday, birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> no. Happy how, how does how does Leah sing it? Um, well, it's I want just happy birthday. Okay. 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 One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Happy this birthday is your birthday song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday How is that? Can I have a regular this birthday song, please? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. No! Happy birthday, fine. What? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Liam. Happy birthday to you. Yay, the hundredth time I've asked you actually didn't know I didn't wanted it to be. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So, and and we actually just got done talking with uh, with Nick from London, which we're going to be putting on, uh, you know, uh, in a little bit. Uh, we'll put that recording uh, after we do this uh, stuff first. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking to Nick really soon, uh, and uh, and Nick's sister, which is really cool, and we get to sing her uh, happy birthday also, which I think surprised her, which is pretty fun. So guess because what? her birthday her is her birthday is January twenty first. And she turns eight on January twenty first, and I turn eight on January twenty first. Yes, weird and cool, the exact same birthday. So, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff first, though. Hey, um, Liam, you watched Empire Strikes Back last night with your friend. You guys had sleepovers, a uh, little swap sleepover. So Anna, you went he, over to the neighbor's house, the and, and, and Toby. That's right, Toby. Toby, he was on the show once. That's right. Uh, and you guys had the sleepover last night. And you watched Empire Strikes Back. You're already making use of that uh, no ban on Star Wars movies uh, uh, thing that we got going on. You're already you're already watching some Star Wars, not on holiday break, huh? Pretty cool. So you had, you noticed a couple things, Liam, when you were watching Empire last night. What did you notice? I did. At least one thing. You noticed that rogue group, something about rogue group on Hoth. Oh, so what rogue group on Hoth and the stove speeders? Yeah. Not a single one of them was a girl. Right. Bummer. What the heck? Yeah. There's plenty of opportunity there, but uh, and also the one arm getting cut off looked so fake. <laughs> I guess it's the second movie ever made of Star Wars. So. True, true. I so mean, it's it pretty looks, old. Yeah, there's some uh, what what we know as the Wampa scene uh, in the cave. There's some addition to that uh, in in the special editions. They added to it. There was less like when you see the Wampa sitting down eating the eating the leg of the yeah the Tauntaun. Um, I think I'm assuming that was a Tauntaun, the one that he just killed, Luke's Tauntaun. Uh, that was not in the original Empire Strikes Back. I'm pretty sure, right? I think that's what they added, was that part. Uh, and maybe even the part of seeing the Wampa without their arm. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But I know that it was expanded, right? They added some stuff. But, uh, but yeah. And then also, you had asked whether or not Wedge lives. I think you and Toby were talking about this. Whether or not and Wedge survives... Return of the Jedi, and he does survive Return of the Jedi. Well, we know that. In episode seven. Well, we don't know because you know Wedge is one of the main characters of the aftermath books, and I have a feeling that Wedge may die in the last aftermath book, and that explains why he's not. Because Dennis Lawson, what the actor for Wedge in Return of the Jedi, he said he didn't want to do any more Star Wars movies, so I don't think Wedge is going to show up. <gasps> He wasn't I know, I know. He wasn't not a huge fan. He didn't like just sitting in a cockpit, and, and he felt like he wanted to do more, you know, and act more. He actually, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he had said. He had said that he didn't really... They asked him if he, want, if he wanted to come back, and he said, no, thank you. Which is fine. That's his right. He can say that if he wants, but uh, 
But yeah, so I, w- I think they might kill off Wedge in uh, Aftermath. Or they might Empires, get a new actor and just do CGI. Empires and Or they wouldn't have to do CGI because he's aged so much, right? It's 30-some years True. later, you know? They may as well, they could just get someone who looks kind of like him. But we'll see. Also, I wanted to talk really quick. Liam, in the last episode, you had talked about how Saw laughed a lot in Rogue One. And I was thinking about that as I was editing the podcast. I kept thinking to myself, like... I can't remember him laughing, but I do remember him like maybe smiling. Is it kind of what you maybe were thinking? Like he kind of, you know, he kind of seems like he's smiling a lot. Is that what it is? Maybe it's more of a feeling, right? And he I kind feel of chuckles like, a lot too. Like <laughs> he doesn't chuckle in. He, he chuckles in Rogue One. Yeah, he does. I, okay, well, I guess I just didn't watch the movie that closely. I don't know. <laughs> um, I do. I do see him kind of. I can visualize him smirking. But I think that's more how he looks because he's in pain. It's more of a like an uh, like a sharp intake of breath that makes him kind of smile a little bit, right? Looks like he's smiling even though he's not. I don't know. All right, and um, yeah, so we're recording this on Monday, and actually the reason we were able to talk to Nick is because we were home from school today. There is no school on Monday because it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? It's... It's uh, the day that we remember and honor Martin Luther King. And, uh, uh, you know, I think it's just important just to mention that and and talk about how, you know, he's a real example, a real-life example in our world of someone who stood up to injustice and fought a fight that didn't seem winnable against all odds. He fought, you know, and he... But he didn't physically fight. He fought with words. That is true. That is true. Um, he, he was all about, uh, peaceful resistance and, uh, fighting within, you know, uh, with words and, and using boycotts and, and using, uh, you know, putting pressure on, on the government and on communities in, in ways that didn't involve violence. Um, although he did see, he did understand why people did use violence. And he said that it's a reaction to the violence that's done to them on an everyday basis by the, by the country that they live in. Um, he didn't say it's a, it's a good thing, but he said, you know, it it makes sense, you know, like why there's things like riots and stuff like that. Um, but, but he chose, right. He chose to do it, uh, his way, which was a peaceful way while not saying, you know, not always criticizing people who did things the violent way, which kind of reminds me of the discussion we had last week about, about how you, and actually this is a discussion we had because of rebels, right? Because of saw and how he had a different way of going about things than, than the other people in the rebel Alliance did. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't have the same goal, right? And they might disagree with each other, but they, shouldn't necessarily fight against each other, right? Because they have a larger, a larger thing to fight against, right? Something that's worse than both of them, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Martin Luther King, you know, just want to put that out there. R.I.P. Well, sure. And, uh, you know, the world's a better place because he was in it. So that's, that's always a, a thing. That, uh, you know, we all hope can be said about us and making the world a better place. Yeah. All right. Well, let's head on over to the news. Uh, Hey, Mitch is coming to Star Wars, Anna. (gasps) Yeah. Cool. (laughs) Woody Harrelson, who plays Haymitch in in Hunger Games. Haymitch is in Hunger Games (laughs) and he is um, Katniss and Peeta's mentor. He's Katniss and Peeta's mentor. I know, but who is he? Woody Harrelson is the actor. And who is he going to play? We don't know exactly, but he is going to be in the Han Solo movie. And on StarWars.com, the, the press release they had out there, it said uh, the uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the director directors of the Han Solo movie, said, We couldn't be more excited to work with an artist with as much depth and range as Woody. His ability to find both humor and pathos, often in the same role, is truly unique. He is also very good at ping pong. <laughs> he is also very good at ping pong. Yes, these are the guys who directed the Lego movie, remember? So I think the Han Solo movie is going to be very funny. Uh, in an interview with Collider.com, Woody Harrelson said, I don't think the Force is allowing me to talk about this. They want me to keep pretty mum, so I better not say too much about it. 
They're pretty top secret about the script and the story. It'll be cool to be mentoring Han Solo. That will be cool. <laughs> so, he what? doesn't want to say too much about it, but he's playing Han Solo's mentor. <laughs> Which is really funny to me that he said that. Like, whoa, I don't know if he was supposed to say that, but whatever. Um, so, he's a mentor! Right, and he's Peta and Katniss' yeah, mentor in, in Hunger Games, I know. That's why I said, you know, it's kind of like Hamish just coming to Star Wars, right? <laughs> kind of. Um, what do you think about that? And what did you think of, of Woody Harrelson as Hamish? I mean, he's he a pretty a good, good actor. actor. Right, right. Uh, you know, I grew up watching him on, on Cheers, with the, which is a, a comedy, a sitcom, about a bunch of people who hang out at a bar every day. <laughs> and they just hang out, and they sit around the bar, and they have wacky adventures in the bar, and very rarely are they outside of the bar. Um, and he was a bartender and his name was Woody in the show. Um, so that's what I always think of when I think of Woody Harrelson, but I know he's done a lot since then. And he is, he's a very good actor and I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. Um, my only, you know, my only gripe is, I guess another white person, but, um, you know, I don't know. Um, so far, so far the Han Solo movie is, is right. Mostly white, but Lando's in it. Right. He's probably going to be one of the main characters. I hope so. I hope so. Yana, did you see all the Hunger Games movies? I can't remember. I only saw the first one. The first one. Okay. okay. And I could, I could barely even, like, I saw what Hamish looked like, mm. but I couldn't really, like, actually hear it because all my friends were being so loud. Oh, <laughs> bummer. But um, I understood what was going on because I'd read the book before. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, another news story that I really got a kick out of was about the origin of the name Jin. Um, Yahoo.com had a, had a story where they talked to John Noel, who, you know, had the original idea for this story. And he's also the visual effects supervisor, uh, the chief creative officer of Lucasfilm's Industrial Light and Magic. Uh, so here's what, what John Noel said. I wanted a really strong, smart, and active female character as the lead of this movie. I have three daughters, and they were all growing up, and they were all young when I was working on the prequels. I felt like Star Wars could really use another good, strong, smart, and decisive female character. Hear, hear. So, they say when it came to naming her, Noel didn't have to look far for inspiration. And then John Noel says, My youngest daughter is Jane, and my wife is Jen. So, Jin is sort of a mashup of them. And growing up, my aunt was Aunt Ginny, short for Virginia. So there's a little bit of that too. It's a mix-up of a lot of my uh, a lot of my favorite women in my life. Awesome. That's cool. How cool is that? It reminds me of what I had said when we were talking about identities and how, and actually when we were talking about Carrie Fisher too, how I consider a lot of the the women in my life um, Princess Leia's, or I kind of see them through that lens, you know. So here's this guy who has these strong women in his life, these women who, who influenced him and stuff, and he wants to honor them by naming a character after them, which I really got a kick out of. I like that. Um, USA Today, Ryan Johnson, the director of Episode 8, talked to USA Today, and he said a little bit about Episode 8. We're getting some Episode 8 tidbits, Did just a little say bit. what the name was? No. I don't know. It's a less than a year. Well, one thing he did say was that episode eight has had a title ever since he wrote the first draft. So that title has been in existence. That's all he said? For a long time. But he didn't say what the title was. What? Did he say anything else? Oh, yeah. He also said other stuff. Yes. Take it easy. (laughs) Yes, he said a few other things. Well, a couple other things. Uh, one that he said about the tone of the movie. He said, I want it to be a blast and to be funny and to be a ride the way The Force Awakens and the original Star Wars movies were. They were rides and blasts and funny. So, that's good. Uh, part of me thought maybe he was going to go for a more kind of dark middle movie, you know? Something a little more serious, but it sounds like uh, it might be another really fun, like a Force funny, like yeah, like the Force, Force Awakens, Awakens, yeah. Maybe you know the Force Awakens though it has plenty of pretty dark moments, so I wonder whether or not this movie will be even lighter. It might be lighter than the Force Awakens, which it would be pretty be. cool because the Force Awakens has some darkness in it. 
true. A lot of darkness. Like when I'm Kylo Ren someone's... like punches his side and the blue. Well, and and I'm when he kills, can... what's his name at the beginning, and then when he tortures Poe, and when he kills his own father, and yeah. What do you say, Liam? You want one? Wait, at the beginning, kills someone. Lord Santaka. Oh yeah. yeah. What do you say? Um, uh, you wanted some. I wanted a, at least one person to die. You do. You what? So you've come to expect that from a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I have and, to. And you've come to want that. Why is it? Does it make... Is Why Why do you want it? Makes the movie sad. Makes the movie sad? You want your movies to be sad? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, well, and interesting. And maybe movie. make interesting. I think yeah, you're onto something there. Maybe it makes it more interesting, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I kind of want someone to die in Star Wars because that's Star Wars. Like, it's not Star Wars without violence. <laughs> Literally, it isn't. That is true. Like, cause if that that um Star Wars Christmas special is bad, <laughs> cause it doesn't have violence. Well, there is a little bit eventually in that. There is some conflict. Okay, but it also has <laughs> crazy things that have nothing to do with Star Wars. But really? violence is Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So. True. I don't think it's really a Star Wars huh. movie without that much violence. Interesting. All right. All I mean, right. it is, but... But violence doesn't have to equal serious and dark. True. Yeah. Um, on the characters of Episode Eight, he said, I wanted to know more about each of them. And that doesn't just mean information on backstory. He wants to figure out what's the most difficult thing each of them could be challenged with now. Let's throw that at them and dig into what really makes them tick by seeing how they handle that. And he's talking about Ray and Poe and Finn and yeah, and how well, Luke. I don't, I don't get it. Well, yeah, it's just there's going to be a lot of hardships, I think, for the characters. What are hardships? Hardships, things like that are hard to get through. Like, I think kind of almost like the stuff that happened in Empire Strikes Back. So to me, that sounds like maybe a darker movie, but. Uh, it sounds like you know he wants to do it in a fun way, you know, like and what kind of what can you put like like for Luke like what makes him you know what tests him when he confronts Vader and His Vader friends. tells him no no like what what forms him molds him and and gives him this huge challenge to overcome you know in Empire Strikes Back he's on the gantry and and Vader's like I am your father and he's like join me or. You know, you'll be destroyed, and there's no other way, and then he falls, and, like, that's a very a formative moment for Luke Skywalker. That means yeah. it forms his identity from that point on. It makes him a huge part of who he is, right? So I think we're going to see some moments like that in Episode Eight, is what it sounds like, which is pretty cool. So I think what we're going to do now is go on over to... Uh, because the rest of the show we ended up doing with Nick, which is pretty cool. So let's go to that conversation that we just had with Nick, um, just whatever an hour ago is when we started <laughs> it, uh, and uh, yeah, and we'll 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 go to that, and then we'll come back for the outro. All right, all right. So we are here with uh, with Nick from London, who, uh, if you listened to our last episode, sent us that awesome report on the Star Wars identity exhibit. Hello, Nick. Hi there. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. Um, thank you again for going to that exhibit and for for uh, reporting on it and sending us that awesome audio and all those photos. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, really enjoyed it. It was such a fun exhibition, and I really, really enjoyed hearing it back on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the kids really got a kick out of the the photos and and the exhibit and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. And, you know, we, we, so we listened to it last week and we talked about it. And one thing that, uh, in, in all of our excitement, we forgot to talk about was your sister ex- expressing her, uh, her disdain for the, uh, the gift shop. And, and of course the perpetual lack of Leia, uh, merchandise. So, mm, um, it's terrible. so yeah, yeah. And, but it was, but it was great to hear her indignation. And her rage. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so uh, so we were wondering if we could talk to Sylvia for a little bit. Of course. I'll, I'll put the headset on her and you guys can have a little chat. Great. Cool. All right. Say hi. <laughs> Hello. Say hi. Hello. Oh, hey, Sylvia. How's it going? Mm, good. This is this is Al, and uh, and then we're here with Liam. Hi. And uh, we're here with Anna. Hi. Hello. 
And, uh, yeah. So, Sylvia, you went to the Identities exhibit with your family, right? Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Um, you... I think it was good. I think yeah. it was cool. You liked it? You liked it? Cool. Uh, what was your, what was one of your favorite things there? Uh, don't know. That's yeah, okay. So, and then, was it, is it true that you were in Ewok? Yes. What was your name? Ch- Chimp. Chimp. Oh, that's adorable. Uh, <laughs> so we really felt your uh, frustration with the uh, the lack of Leia things in that gift store. How frustrating is that? Uh, frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we have that problem over here in the United States too, right? And and it's it's gotten a little bit better with Rogue One. Like, we see Jin uh, everywhere, but it's still pretty frustrating with the Leia stuff, unfortunately. So, so would, do you consider yourself a, a pretty big Star Wars fan like your brother is, Sylvia? Uh, yeah, but not as much. Not as much. Uh, do, you, do you feel like Star Wars, because sometimes I feel like maybe, uh, you know, young girls might not feel like it's for them because of the things like not finding Leia in a gift shop. Like, do you feel like it's for you? Well, I'm not sure, really. Yeah, yeah. What kind of things are you into? What kind of what kind of shows do you like? Movies. What do you mean? Well, what kind of movies do you are are you like a Harry Potter fan? Uh, I quite I like Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars. That's good. Nothing really specific. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Um. Great. Well, uh, I just want to thank you for for uh, you know contributing to the uh, to the report that Nick sent in. And we really appreciated uh, what you had to say on there. So thank you for that. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? It, there, might, there wasn't very much there, but there was actually quite a lot of Padme. Yeah, and, and you had said that you didn't think Padme was maybe as strong of a character as Leia was, or, or um, she didn't... Uh, yeah, you're not as big of a... Sits around. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, in episode one, she, you know, she she's pretty active, but after that, yeah, she kind of. Episode two, she's in the Genosis battle, but yeah, but she does do a lot much. of yeah. In episode three, she, she just, just falls out of it, and she's like, "Go get my pilot to save me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's not. She's not Ray. That's for sure. Mm. Um, or Leia. Are you are you a fan of Ray and Jin then too, Sylvia? Do you like these new? Awesome female characters, or he's still yeah. kind of a Leia. Yeah, do you put him up there with Leia, as far mm. as your favorites? Cool. Well, I really appreciate talking to you, Sylvia. Thank you so much. Before you go, I was wondering if uh, I know it's five days away, but uh, we're going to sing a happy birthday. All right, here we go. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Sylvia. Happy birthday to you. All right. So, happy birthday, Sylvia. I know that you have the exact same birthday as Liam. How cool is that? You're turning 8 January 21st. I'm turning 8 January 21st. Yeah. That's that's pretty weird. You'll be turning eight uh, before Liam, though, because you are, what, six hours, I think, ahead of us? So she's a little bit older than you, bud. Six hours. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks a lot, Sylvia, and hopefully we can talk to you again. Bye. 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 Well, hello again. Hello, Nick. I think Sylvia really liked singing Happy Birthday. (laughs) <laughs> well who doesn't like happy birthday it's, so, it, it's such a coincidence that you two are on the same day yeah yeah that's pretty cool um i think that song just actually just went into the public domain too so we we won't get sued for singing it <laughs> i know that it used to be copyrighted <laughs> uh cool well um yeah so so tell us a little bit more about this identities exhibit, Nick. I'm really curious about, first of all, kind of the the whole idea behind it, like um, how it worked that you that you picked your identity, but also like did like uh, I think it it 
it teaches you about what makes a person, right? Not just in Star Wars, but in yeah. in our yeah. world. Like, uh, I'm really curious what what kind of maybe what you learned, but also just so, the cool stuff that you saw. Oh, so we saw some really cool things. Like, uh, there was props, I, uh, costumes, like I mentioned in the report, that mm-hmm. were used on set 40 years ago. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there was a stormtrooper suit and lots of stormtrooper heads from uh, 1976. And obviously there was more recent things. So like there was a B1 battle droid hmm. um, from the Phantom Menace. And also there was a first order stormtrooper, um, I don't know, 2014. So they varied in age. Yeah. I have to say like, I, when I think about being next to something like that, I don't know how like emotionally I would handle it. <laughs> like, like seeing the original Vader costume. I don't know. I, I would imagine I might weep a little <laughs> seeing something like that, you know, just so up close. And then you, even you, you know, said that it made you feel nostalgic, which of course, you know, I, I love it. I always love it when anyone under, you know, the age of 15 says nostalgic, but, <laughs> but I, but I totally understand what you're saying, right? It's like, this is like, <laughs> there's so much history there and, uh, and you kind of, you feel it, you know, it's almost like, uh, like going to the, to the Colosseum in Rome, you know, <laughs> Yeah. you know, it, like it, there's things happen there, you know? <laughs> and the thing is I've actually been there. So I yeah, can kind too. of relate. Rela- yep. Yep. It's really boring on the inside. <laughs> um, yeah, but when you think of how many people died there, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> it takes a little more it, gory turn. Yeah, but it makes it more interesting, right? I mean, as, as gory and as sad as it is. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing's as gory as um, as a blood a red harvest. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> yes. Oh my. But yeah, there was some other stuff I wanted to bring up. So. You know the hollow chess pieces from the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. All of all of them were there. That's Whoa. that's amazing. That's so, so cool. Uh, and you realize there's actually loads of them, because I think when I was uh, editing the names of the photos in that Dropbox file, I was yeah. like, "Hollow chess, more hollow chess, even more <laughs> hollow chess," because there were so many of them, and of course they uh, stop motion animated animated them. I think yeah, when they yeah. first did it, um, and I think they did it the same in The Force Awakens, although they, they might have seen, yeah, they did yeah. stop motion them. The same people, Phil Tippett, I think, came back and, oh, and wow. did it again. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And and uh, it's a continuation of the of the of the original fight. So you see the uh, the one who gets body slammed in the yeah and he gets hope. revenge right gets his revenge <laughs> yeah which is how cool is it to see the the analog version of uh of hollow chess in rogue one by the way <laughs> that, that that was pretty cool uh, yeah, i love that <laughs> and the force ball was cool too and the what the force ball oh that we saw the force ball in in uh yeah in the force awakens you mean yeah you mean the uh the training lightsaber uh-huh. training ball yeah oh yeah yeah love that and um Something I forgot to mention was there was all the models of the ships. So there was a massive, uh, well, the executor. There was the model for the executor, and all the all the other. uh, There was like two other star destroyers, and they were actually pretty big. I mean, they were about uh, six feet long or something like that. Wow, that is. And also that, and also of course there was the Falcon. Mm, the, The model of the Falcon. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's it, awesome. It, it was it was incredible. Yeah, it, is. it It was okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was yeah, pr- it yeah. was pretty weird. Um, but it was a very original trilogy prequel thing because there really wasn't that much um, Force Awakens things, and yeah. there wasn't any Rogue One. Right, right. Um, so that, like I mentioned, there was the Force First Order Stormtrooper. And there was also a BB-8. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was a remote control one. It might have just been a display. Hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there really wasn't much Force Awakens because I think they must have planned the exhibition maybe just after it came out or something. Right. And this is the... Is this the first uh, the first stop? What right. do you mean? Uh, I think Cause so, I, yeah. Because I know they are going to be bringing it around the you know around the world uh or at least around re- europe and north america um 
but they haven't announced any other stops. So we're really hoping that it comes somewhere, you know, within <laughs> within six hours or so of uh, yeah. of St. Paul, Minnesota. It, but I don't know. If it is, it's definitely worth it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's. So, so I want to know why you picked a Zabrak. Why Zabrak? Ah, uh, well, I didn't want to pick human because that's boring, <laughs> and I didn't want to go Wookiee because. I just didn't feel like it was me. Mm-hmm. Th- then there was Trandoshan and Rodian and Ewok, and I just sort of floated over to the Zab- Zabrak, and mm-hmm. I just it it was I just picked it. It, yeah. it picked me. <laughs> the one <laughs> chooses the wizard, Harry. <laughs> there you go. Um, well. Yeah, well, that's I, I and and TK, which is nice, a nice stormtrooper reference there. <laughs> it was um, kind of a little play on words, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wait, did he name himself TK because TK forty one? Well, TK yeah. yeah has a common uh, you know stormtrooper designation, so yeah, yeah. Um, so so what did it? What did they tell you like as far as just generally about identity? I'm kind of curious what what sort of things they talked about like how like they talked about how your identity is formed i'm kind of curious what what that's all about how did they how did they talk about that in the you know you by using star wars as an example i guess how do they talk about that well they sort of uh we we had a kind we had at one point i think it was about stage five or something we had eight examples of star wars identities iconic star wars identities and like who they were Mm -hmm. and what they believed in so I think in one picture I sent you, there was one of Leia. Yep. And it was kind of her view on things, and it was like, I don't know, get things done or something like that. And yeah. uh, um, so, that yeah, but they kind of, uh, there was a system, a wristband system, mm-hmm. um, which was really quite clever. So what you did is you, at the beginning, you got an interactive wristband with a little kind of octagon thing on it. And when you went around, you'd scan it. And when you'd scan it, your identity would come up. And then when you changed it, it'd save it to your wristband. Or hmm. once you pressed it down again on the little sensor. Yeah. Uh, and then once you got to the end and you picked the light and the dark, all that, and um, you could go up to this, there was this like big wall with loads of little sensors and you could press your wristband on, and there would be your character. That is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. is cool. That, yeah, <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, yeah, I love I loved that that bio, and and I love how they the the bio that you sent us uh, that we put up on our website, you know, gave this whole story of your character and stuff. I'm assuming most of those details they just kind of filled in, right? Uh, no, actually, not really. Really. I mean, there was about nine stages, so wow. it st- it started off with our species, then it went to how strong we were with the force, of course, yeah. very, very strong, uh, <laughs> and then it was probably, um, so if your home planet, uh, probably your parents, your family, um, what you do, your occupations, um, life experiences, and all that, all that, all that stuff. And so, in the end, um, yeah, it they could just fill in all the like those and ands, and that would be it. That's really cool. So, so when it said like, uh, like crash landing on a strange planet, was that based on on like a uh, something that? You know what I mean? It said like I remember this one time when I crash landed yeah. on a strange planet. Like, is that something that they just kind of added, or did you, what, is that like loosely based on something that that you put in there? No, because what happened is I think it was stage four. Yeah. Uh, you scanned your wristband, and then it just randomly spun, 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 and then you just had to press. And I didn't even know what I was picking, and then it came. Okay, you crash land on Tatooine, oh. and then so it's like, what do you do? Do you call for help do you i think i picked like um make residence with the jawas or something yeah yeah that's right and huh. um 
So yeah. That's so cool. That so you get correct. to it's almost like a like a choose your own adventure. Oh yeah, exhibit. those books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Love it. Awesome. Well, hey, what did you think of Rogue One? Oh wow. Um <laughs> <laughs> out of ten, I'd give it an eight. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I thought that it was really good and I thought that they dealt with the characters dying very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there were some parts of it that could have been improved. So there was, I wasn't sure about Cassian as a character. Mm-hmm. So he was a bit odd to me. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but there was just his motives. I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. So he. And I really didn't like who, what's his face, that general who told him to kill Galen. Yeah. And personally, so, I think he should have ignored him at the start. You, you um, agree with him, Liam? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't it, like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> general yeah. Draven. General Draven. But it also yeah, makes general a good Draven. story, though. It does make a good story. It does make. He has to disobey his orders because he found a good friend and he doesn't <laughs> want to lose her as a friend. And if he does what his orders tell him to do, then he'll lose her as a friend. That's true. Um, and I, that's not necessarily a downside, I think, for me. It's just uh, something I thought was a bit odd. Yeah. But the reason 8 and not 9 or 10 is because... Well, I think it just echoed uh, some of the films a bit too much. So I think it echoed New Hope a bit too much in some parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure how to describe it it's kind of weird but I really like all the references and all the easter eggs but I think they overdid it a bit yeah yeah um, but yeah really good film really good film yeah yeah I think um, one thing that, that seems to for me when I watch it it's it's uh the whole shield and have to get through the shield to get this thing and for mm. me that seems a lot like return of the jedi you know it's almost like a yeah like a uh like the opposite right you're trying to get the shield down to get to the planet and then um instead of getting the shield down to get to the place above the planets which is the death yeah. star also it's the death star in Return of the Jedi and Rogue One <laughs> that's hovering <laughs> above the planet. Um, Another Death Star story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, yeah. W- one other thing is that um, it kind of echoed the Phantom Menace because sure. they had to dis- destroy the control ship. Um, well, yep. they didn't have to, but they did, and it worked. So mm-hmm. to, to um, destroy the, gr- the the shield gate, you mean? Yeah, the shield yeah. gate. Yeah, yeah. And, but there was the control ship above it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they had to blow that up. Yeah. But for me, it was a re- it was a really good film, and I hate Krennic. <laughs> yeah. Same. But you love to hate him. Yeah, exactly. He he, he was a <laughs> great. He's such villain. a good villain. I love at the beginning <laughs> where he's like, "Oh, there's Lyra back from the dead. What a miracle! I, it's so <laughs> horrible." <laughs> I actually used that reference of my friend the other day when he came in the door and I was like, oh, here's Theo back from the dead. <laughs> uh, it's it. a quotable. It is a quotable movie. It's it's good in that way. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to uh, talk about, Nick, before we move into a joke? Um, not, not really. No? Um, all right. Well, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. And uh, Nick, you said that you had a joke for us today. So yeah, um, what's the popular music style on Dagobah? Popular music star on Dagobah. Style, yes. Yeah, oh, music. Oh, the musical style. Popular yeah. musical style mm. on Dagobah. I don't know. I don't know. Yodeling. Oh. Wow, that is so funny that you said it. that. <laughs> that that's a great, you know, that's a oh, that's amazing because just yesterday it was yesterday, right, kids? 
Weren't you kids yodeling yesterday? Yeah. And you were yeah. saying, what was the yodel that you oh made up? Oh my gosh, it was Yoda Leia, Yoda Leia, Yoda Leia Luke. Yeah, Yoda Leia, Yoda Leia, Yoda Leia Luke. <laughs> That's so funny. They were just that yodeling in Star Wars yesterday. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. I don't yeah. believe I don't believe in the force, but uh Great minds think alike. There you go. There you go. That explains all of it. (laughs) That explains all of it. That's great. Do you guys have any jokes? I have a a horrible joke. Go ahead. so bad. What did Kanan say when Saw threw some water on Hera? What? Mm. Don't know. Soggy Hera. (laughs) 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 I'm laughing at how weird it is and how bad it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm laughing at. I'm laughing at how bad it is. That is, I will accept that form of laughter. Soggy <laughs> uh. hair. Oh my god. Oh, that's the cheesiest joke you've ever came up with. Oh, <laughs> uh, great. Good stuff. Um,. You know, really quick, we're going to go over to the question and answer council, I think. You okay with that, Nick? Yeah, sure. Okay, stop laughing. <laughs> All right. That's okay. horrible. <laughs> the question and answer council, where we ask questions and answer them. It's the question and answer council. The question and answer council. My question for the question and answer council is: What surprised you most about Rogue One? Ooh, ooh, oh, ooh, oh, oh! Liam has, I guess, I the first. You forgot. Wow, <laughs> Anna. I forget too. You forgot too. <laughs> you both. You both had an answer and instantly forgot them. No, uh, I had. A, I had a bad answer, and then oh. I thought, well, that didn't really surprise me. I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't want to, which was a lot of them dying. Yeah, yeah. Surprised that all of them died, but I knew a lot of them were going to die, though. I did my best to try to make that not a surprise for you by continually asking who you thought was going to live instead of who was going to die, but. Okay, I'm surprised that Ka- that K2SO actually spacked Cassie, Cassie in the face. Just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. kidding. You're not. You're not I surprised. Don't, I don't have some that he smacked no. him in the face. Oh, okay. Not at all. There's all a right. I don't have an answer. Six percent chance that Liam was kidding. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about tr- that's about right. What? Uh, how about you? <laughs> how about you, Nick? What uh, could you think? Totally um, off the cuff. It's kind of a small thing, but. Uh, that when they did the cold open, it wasn't the usual Star Wars opening music. Yes. And instead they had the da-da-da-da-da. Right. I really like that music, With though. the, uh, you mean when they actually had the, like, when it said Rogue One? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, that was different. Um, and I liked that music. Yeah, I really liked it too. I, I liked it too, yeah. Um, I think that I found it really strange that, you know, they did a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I was really thinking they would still have the big... I didn't think they'd have an opening crawl. In fact, I pretty much knew they wouldn't. But I still thought there'd be the big Star Wars and then it, you know, kind of goes off yeah. and then they would start it. Um, so it I missed... Broke. I did miss that. Yeah. It just I broke all the rules. It, it did. Broke all the rules. It did break it's, most of the rules. <laughs> it's not part of the Star Wars saga. Yeah. So it's it's different. It's a completely different movie. Well, it is, yeah. but it's still Star Wars. So. It's in the Star Wars universe, yeah. but it's a completely different movie. Yeah. Should they Star Wars? Um, have you kids? Have Anna and Liam? Have you thought of something that really surprised you or that you no, weren't expecting? No, I don't. In Rogue One, uh, I have. Well, then I have two. Oh, you mean like a scare, like a jump scare or something? Well, sure, something you just didn't mm-hmm. expect. Like uh, you didn't think you were going to see it, or didn't think it'd be. I didn't something. think Jin was going to blame Cassian for her father dying. Oh yeah. I think she might have just wanted to have someone to take it out on, though. Well, that's what he says. But I think she blamed the rebellion, sort of. 
She's true. mad at the rebellion. I'm kind of surprised that Krennic actually killed Lyra. And yeah. now Galen's like, uh, duh, I'm not coming with you. You just killed my wife. Yeah, but he did it to save Jin. Right. Although, I think he's a complicated character, Galen. I, I think, you know, um, in Catalyst, he really does love science and research. Like, I'm sure he got something out of it. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, I don't, I know he didn't want to build a weapon, but he did, he did get to go back to being a scientist instead of a farmer. So I think there might've been a small part of him that was okay with that, which maybe I'm making him more complicated than he <laughs> needs to be. I'm not sure, but, um, so, so one thing that totally surprised me that I did not expect to see at all is Vader's castle. That yeah, was, that's oh, me yeah. too. that was something that was out of the blue. Uh, never in a million years did I think we'd be on Mustafar looking at Vader's castle in Rogue One. That, that was, was completely weird. That was uh, so great. <laughs> I mean, is it like he just has his Bacta tank and his overly sized atrium or whatever? <laughs> that's <laughs> all that's his, there. Where's his bed? Where's his sofas? Right, does where's he have his, a kitchen? Where's his kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because we were just watching... Uh, the first few minutes of the Star Wars holiday uh, special. And there was an actually <laughs> ki- oh kitchen in um, Chewbacca's house. There was actually <laughs> a kitchen. I'm like, this is... Wookiees don't have kitchens. And at the, <laughs> they have tree houses. We they stop, just like, rip um, we people's stop, arms off. Yeah, we stopped when Lo- Lumpy was 100 feet high and he was walking on the railing of the deck. Oh, Almost gonna die. So <laughs> Liam did not want to stop watching this, and Anna's like, "Yeah, shut it off." <laughs> but have you have you watched the holiday special, Nick? I haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> so we were thinking. Uh, uh, my thought was that maybe for for this holiday season, we would record uh, a uh, commentary track for it, so people could watch and and listen to our. Uh, <laughs> commentary during the holiday special. Maybe we'll do that for the next next December. I don't know. We'll see. That's the only way I think I'll be able to sit through it is if we're uh, making fun of it while we watch it. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> it is awful. Um, I, I had a um, one other surprise, and that was kind of what you had said maybe you didn't quite like about the movie, and my surprise was Cassian. I was totally yep. surprised with... The- I did. The, the second he shot the guy in the back, I'm like, wait, no, what? Like, I thought he was maybe even like a double agent. Uh, is he, is he actually, you know, uh, secretly working for the empire? Like, I just, I had no idea what to think. And then eventually I kind of figured it out. Like, this is just the doing the dirty work of the, the, you know, rebel Alliance, I guess. But, but yeah, it was, it was hard to, um, I don't know hard to justify in my head while I was watching the, the it. The trailers made him out like he wasn't. I mean, he, yes. the trailers made him out like he was a nice guy, yes. if you can say it like that. Because the only line he really said was, like, what is it, uh, good and what? when was the last time you were in contact with your father? And it, it just made him seem like a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's a hardened uh, you know, military person who's been fighting since he was six mm. years old. I mean, that's not what we expected. <laughs> and a, and he used to be a separatist. That's uh, he grew up yep. on a separatist controlled planet and, and mm-hmm. started fighting. Um, you know, uh, I don't know necessarily whether or not he was old enough to understand what the separatists were all about, but it's, it's interesting to me that the, the separatists are, are a large chunk of what became, I think, the Rebel Alliance. There are advisors and stuff that were part of the separatists that became part of the rebellion. And it yeah. makes sense to me because they're just fighting, you know, the Empire and so the Republic, <laughs> you know. Yeah. One thing I don't get about Rogue One <clears throat> yeah. is how it took them so long to build the Death Star the first time. Yep. It takes them a year to build it the second time. Yeah. Yeah, well... um, I feel like they kind of explain that the, they kind of already knew how to make it. It's like building mm-hmm. a Le- it it's like easier. building a Lego set the second time. Kinda, you, you know, oh, yeah. it all goes together. But but I think they talked about it in Catalyst a little bit, or at least they explained it. I think the the thing that took really long with the Death Star was the weapon, the actual oh, right. construction of the 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 the, the, the station wasn't what took so long because that seemed to be almost done 
just a couple years after the Clone Wars ended. So oh, right. it was the weapon, and because they didn't have Galen, it was taking them so long. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's right. Figure but, out. Uh, that actually leads into, we'll just do the canon news really quick while we're at it, because this leads right into what I was going to do for canon news. The canon news song, yeah, the canon news song, yeah. yeah. Hold on one second, Anna. Oh, what do you have to say? Sorry. Yes. Okay. Say something about that. Okay. I think um, the second Death Star wasn't um, complete Mm. before they destroyed it. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. So That's true. It It was just a weapon. There was probably already like a month or two left to build of it. At least. That's a good point. It was the weapon and then just the bare bones of what they needed in order to operate the weapon, pretty much. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, like, it wasn't completely it wasn't done yet. finished, like, around circle. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but the canon news that we were going to do uh, today is that the Death Star, the official designation of the Death Star, is the DS-1 Orbital Battle Station. That is what the official name is. Which I find really interesting that it's called the DS-1. Like according yeah, to the knew, Empire, yeah. that's what it's called. <laughs> they knew they were gonna. They knew it was gonna get blown up. <laughs> <laughs> they knew it was gonna get blown up, or or they just maybe they had always planned to build a second one. Like why not build two? Yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe, why do, why not that, have? Is a second part um, Death Star called DS Two? I think so. Orbital Battle Station. I think so. Why not have one stationed in every system of the galaxy? <laughs> hey, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, it isn't. DS9 looked really different, though. It looked like something mm. out of Star Trek. It's a square. <laughs> no, Deep Space Nine was the the name of that Star Trek series, and people called it DS9. That was a really bad Star Wars, Star Trek crossover joke. Oh, Ouch. right. Yeah, that was Ouch. a bad Star Wars, Star Trek crossover joke. So speaking of Star Wars, Star Trek crossovers, quite vague, but the actor who played Uncle Plot, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Um, so he played Uncle Plot, and there was a deleted scene released. Uh, yes. I think it was just yesterday. Yes. And so Uncle Plot just comes out of nowhere into Maz's castle. And uh, Chewie rips his arm off. Yeah. We yes, watched you, that! Well, no, you didn't see him rip his arm off. You saw it right before Chewie rips his arm off. I think they released, like, the first part of that scene a month or two ago. Oh, I remember that. But, yeah, I just saw that yesterday, Nick. Uh, they, yeah. they They released the rest of that scene online. Or Can someone, you watch it? Yeah, it's fine. It's There's no blood or anything. But it's... Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of glad they took that whole thing out. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> I mean, I was watching it and I was like, "Okay, no, he's going to rip his arm off." Like <laughs> the scream is what got me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit too much, I think. And also, one one other thing um, is that there was stuff released about the dark saber. I didn't know if you know knew. Oh yes, uh, I think in the Rebels Recon. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we, we just, just watched that. Just today, yeah. That is going to be a good, good, good episode. Pretty good, huh? Oh, and remember It's going to say something more about Sabine's past, I think. I think so, too. Remember in Rogue One, the, um, the one of the things when she was trying to find Stardust, she named, um, uh... Dark Saber. Dark Saber. No, it was was it like Black Saber or something? Dark Saber. Dark Black Saber. I think it was yeah, Dark Saber. She, yeah. Yeah, Dark Saber. So they obviously do something about it. I wonder what that was. Yeah, whether uh, I mean it might not have anything to do with, or was it called Black Saber? I think it might have been Black Saber. <laughs> I can't remember now, but yeah, I, I wonder. Maybe Night Saber and Pagora. Pax Aurora, you know that. We think that, we think Pax Aurora might be the plans to the um, Starkiller base. Star really? I wonder if one of those are like the early, like the early idea for something like Starkiller base. I don't know. Like a bigger idea than the Death Star. Could be. But if it was, it already got it got blown up. So. Yeah, but they how had, would they make? That? I think they had those plans other places possibly. True. I read this really great article about the horrible data management practices of the Empire. 
<laughs> and how there's so many different data formats and, and why are they keeping things on like hard disk in some facility? And yeah, it's, <laughs> and on a really hot planet with a bunch of sand and wind and possible hurricanes, uh, yeah. instead of like on Hoth, you know, anyway, stupid. <laughs> yeah, cause it looked cool. Why not? I mean, come <laughs> on, it's star Wars. <laughs> uh, so, um, Nick, if you have more time, did you, mm-hmm. did you want to stick around for stump the lump? Why not? All right. So it is time. It is time for that. It's time for something. Is it really? I didn't know it was time for something. It is. I thought it was time for an Ewok to eat a cracker. It's not time for an Ewok to eat a cracker. It's time. Wait, so it's not. (laughs) It's not what? Uh, Wait, so wait, so it's. It's not time for Chimp the Ewok to train for her Jedi training. No. Really? No, it is oh. not. Um, <laughs> it's also not time for. Uh, <laughs> come on, someone help me out. Uh, squidgy dum, bum, for bum. Squidgy Bum Bum <laughs> to go home <laughs> to his wife Mala and his son Lumpy <laughs> <laughs> and watch <laughs> and watch weird holiday programs Star of Wars special people dancing inappropriately. Yep. All right. <laughs> Life day. Life day, yes. Oh my. <laughs> Life day has come and gone, folks. Um, all right. So, in honor, Nick, of your Zabrak identity, but also in an effort to bring you back to the light and away from the dark side, Nick, uh, the Stump the Lump question for today is name one Zabrak Jedi. Oh, Eeth-Koth. my. Oh, Liam chimed I, in with Eeth Oh Anna, Koth. you were oh Anna, you were raising your hand, yeah. being such a studious. It was Ethkoth. Well, it's not only Ethkoth. There's another one. There is another forget. one. Uh, I just uh, looked at my book. Um, yeah, because you um, said Ethkoth was a brat this morning, so I heard it. Oh. I was like, when I saw the stuff the wrong question, I was like, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> so we I have, have no idea. I know, right. but I forget. The, uh, that's that's all right. You and Anna can be lumps. Um, <laughs> nice, very good. I said uh, it. I said that. So I said you. You did. You did. But you're. Well, you didn't say it first. <laughs> but but I knew what it was. You're I was going to get Take it. <laughs> you got to take your lumps. Take your lump. Agent Kolar. Huh? Yeah. Is another what? one. Really? A- Agent Kolar. Oh. Oh, he gets and Zuban on Kanori. And, and yes, there is one other one that does not appear in any movies or Clone Wars or anything. The only place he appears is, is in... Yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to cover my bases, right? I mean, I, I said name one, and maybe if you played yeah. a lot of... Uh, what was the name of that one mobile game uh, that took place in the Anoit sector? Um, oh, I can't think of it right now. What's the name of the game? It was like a mobile uh Force Unleashed? No. No, it was it was on it was only on your phone. Uh Galaxy Star Heroes? Wars. Nah, I can't you know, they don't they don't actually do it anymore, which is weird because it only came out like a year and a half ago. Maybe just much didn't much, much people. Yeah. Not that much people played it. Didn't get no, that's true. Anyway, it was Zubane and Kanori. So just in case Zubane and Kanori. Zubane and Kanori. Got it. Zubane yeah. and Kanori. I'll remember next time. <laughs> uh, Alright. So, Nick, did you have anything else for us? And thank you so much for joining us, by the way. But no, I know I want to really. be respectful of your time here. and I know it's, it's getting it's, late over there. So I've got nothing better to do, honestly. It's all cool. <laughs> um, yeah, well... Um, there was, uh, I was just very quick. There sure. was something that Disney confirmed that Leia isn't going to be digitally recreated in future films. Yeah, I really... Yeah. Yeah. I appreciated that. uh, Yeah, same. Yes, I appreciate that too. It was really interesting. That that was a very... um, It's a hard thing to decide, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think think they said there's no plans plans right now to do that. So I, I could see maybe, you know, 20 years from now, maybe... For a little little bit here and there or something like that, but for like something like episode nine, that's yeah, that I think I feel like that's too soon. Um, 
but but there was a lot of rumors out there and and like major news organizations were picking up the rumor and saying that it's something that they're considering doing a digital Leia in episode nine, which was totally false and had no, it had no kernel of truth to it. Like the rumor started because someone just said it, like there was no source or anything. So they, they did, they just had, they had to come out and say, no, this is not true. And just be respectful. And like these people at Lucasfilm are still, I mean, they knew her, you know, they're still, they're mourning her, like personally mourning her. I mean, it's hard enough as a fan. What uh, a mourning her. Mourning, they're, they're feeling sad. They're, they're, when you mourn someone's death, you're, you know. you are. Yeah, you're. You kind of work through the grief and, you know, it takes a long time sometimes. Um, so, so yeah, so for them to have to come out and say this, it's it's too bad they had to, but I'm glad they did. Yeah. Yeah. I would have thought it was obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just wouldn't be right. I mean, it kind of worked with Tarkin and Rogue One. Yeah. Personally, I think I personally think in Rogue One they shouldn't have had the CGI layer. I think they no. should have just done her from the back. That would have been acceptable. Um, I would have been totally fine with that. Yeah. Doing doing layer again, I it wouldn't work because I didn't think they did the end of Rogue One layer very well with the CGI. Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was I such a close-up. Tarkin better, though. You think Tarkin was better? Yeah. Tarkin was incredible. It was, yeah. It was, it was very well done. He um, was played by uh, the actor who played Pious Thickness. That's right. In, in Harry, uh, Harry Potter, yeah. Guy, Guy Henry, I think his name Guy is. Guy Henry, yeah. Wait, yeah. wasn't he the one that um, was under the Imperius Curse? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Minister of Magic. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's right. He yeah. was he was the minister after uh, what's his name was killed. Uh, uh, help me out here, Nick. Uh, Fudge. No, 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 no. Wait, no, Ruffus Scrimgeour. Yeah, Scrimgeour. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Harry Potter we could talk about. Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for 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 coming on and. Thanks. Yeah, we'll be we'll be talking to you soon, and uh, yeah, thanks for reporting from the Star Wars Identities exhibit, and thanks again to Sylvia for for coming on and talking to us for a little bit. I'll make sure Pretty I pass cool. that on. She yeah. really enjoyed doing that. Awesome, great. Okay, well, uh, we'll we'll talk to you later, Nick. All right. See you. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Thank Bye. you. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Nick, for for coming on the show and. Uh, and thank you, Sylvia. And again, happy birthday. It'll be almost your birthday by the time this comes out. Um, and uh, happy early birthday to you, Liam, also. And uh, yeah, the next time we record, you'll both be eight, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I think we're good. Uh, and of course, also thank you to Nick and his family for being patrons. And thank you to everyone who supports us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. We really appreciate that. So thank you all for listening to episode 58 of Children of the Force. And uh, if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. At Force Children. On Facebook, we are... Children of the Force. Our email address is... Forcechildren at gmail.com. Our website is... www.childrenofthefirst.com Nice. Nice, that's a sick Liam version of your childrenoftheforce.com song. It's pretty subdued. Well, you're sick. And that version was sick. Hey, nice. That version of the song, yeah. It's epic. Epic. Head on over. Sure, sick. Are you sure you said that? Sick song, sick. Okay. Sick song, sick. So head on over to our speakpipe.com slash children of the forest page. Um head on over to that and leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show. Uh, we love having different voices on the show. The more, the better. So leave us a voicemail. And finally, please leave us a review on iTunes or anywhere else you listen to us. Um, but really the review on iTunes is what would be the best. So even if you listen to us somewhere else, a review on iTunes would be awesome. And thank you to everyone who has left a review. Um, I think we might have a contest coming up. 
you know, a review contest and we'll randomly pick someone who's left a review and, and send them some, some goodies in the mail, maybe. That, but like that, that might Chewbacca be, uh, one or whatever it was. Yeah, the Chewbacca comics, the digital edition of all five comics of the Chewbacca series. And what, what was yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. that we... Ian, oh, Ian was, won that one, yeah. Right, but what was the, um, what was the thing that, that you, that they had to... Oh, they just had to leave a review on iTunes using the name... Oh, right, that thing! What was his name? The guy. That's his name? Yeah. Or you mean who left the review? No, what's the name of the guy that they had the name in the review? Yeah, that's the name. Oh. That's the name of the that's the name of the Tuscan who uh, attacked Luke. Anyway, a review would be awesome. <laughs> and if you leave one, once we end up doing that contest, you'll automatically be entered into it. So just leave it now while you're thinking about it. All right. So for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. I'm Liam. And may the Force be with you.